0: Welcome to the Proclaiming Artist Podcast, where we address artistic fraud syndrome. In part one of each episode, your host, that's me, rousey will interview a range of people who do or do not consider themselves to be artists. I ask questions like, what does an artist look like? And why are you holding yourself back from sharing your creations more freely? For part two, we will interview artists after they've created a piece and discuss their process. Before we begin, I'd like to thank all of the participants for being willing to be extremely vulnerable and open throughout this process. Welcome to the podcast, Rafael Arcila. Thank you. Um, why don't you give us a little background and
1: history? I've been cooking my whole life. I don't know if this story is true, but my great aunt once told, or the last time I saw her, she had told me that, or I guess every time she sees me, she tells me that she remembers me, she was staying over at our house when I was super young, when I lived in Maryland, and she said that she woke up and i was awake in the morning and i asked her how she wanted her eggs and she said i was like 6 or i mean maybe 5 but i can, like i have no recollection of this but she said that i asked her how she wanted her eggs and that she said scrambled and that she was like okay whatever and she like didn't really know what to think of it. And then she sees me grab like a stool and like bring it over to the stove and like stand on the stove, like on the stool in front of the stove and like proceed to make her eggs. And so she always said that she was super shocked that like I was cooking at that age and also that my mom let me do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I guess it's just been something that I've been doing forever and... It's interesting enough, I actually had another interview regarding what I do and, and creating and whatnot with my cousin. She had a project for one of her classes, and she interviewed me and went to the restaurant and ate, you know, mm-hmm. a full course of meal and whatnot. She asked me the same question of, you know, when did you know that you wanted to, you know, cook? And I actually have, I remember that exact moment. Um, but it was maybe when I was 14 or so, or maybe 13. I remember I was in the car with my mom, and I saw a billboard that said something along the lines of, if you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Mm. And, you know, I thought about that, and I was kind of just like, well, I like to cook. You know, I don't see why I can't do that. But overall, it's just been something that's been a big part of my life. Like, so that was kind of the moment that made me decide to, you know, do it as a career, but... Food's just always been a big part of my life and my family, and it has a lot of cultural significance. My dad also is a restaurateur. He owns two bakeries and a restaurant. He's always cooked, and my mom's always been into cooking as well. And so just being kind of surrounded in that all the time kind of just led me to do that myself. But it's just like it's had a huge influence on me, and that's kind of why I've gone into that.
0: A little backstory, the reason I know Ralph is because we worked at a restaurant together and he was head chef while I was the manager. I think I tell this to most people that, like, for how many years I was at Pizzeria, the only time I fully felt supported was when you were head chef. I, like, felt like, okay, front and back of house may not always get along, but at least I know, like, I have, like, Raph's back and he has mine it was very much like, oh no, go ask dad. <laughs> it was very much that kind of relationship. But then it was also like, I would be super stressed out or like really overwhelmed. And you'd like put up a burrata on the past, and I'd be like, where's it going? What table is it? And you were like, you need to go eat that in the office. <laughs> Don't come out until you're done. But I like really felt supported and like you took care of me in that regard as well. So I just want to say that Raph is a sweetie and we love him. Oh, thank you. But yeah so what do you think the term artist means
1: i think the term artist just in general implies people who create or arrange something in a way that is appealing to either them or to others so i mean that's a pretty broad spectrum you know Mm -hmm. arranging notes arranging Mm -hmm. ingredients etc colors and things like that
0: do you consider yourself an artist
1: so I would say if it's a yes or no answer then yes
0: does it have to be black and white
1: no but I'm just gonna lead with that (laughs) Okay. because um when you first presented your project to me you know I asked myself like do I consider myself an artist and I think this was also a question that my cousin had asked me and I told her no but the more I've thought about it, the more I've been like, yeah, you know what? I am. Because, you know, I think art is such a loosely defined topic. And I don't see why making food isn't also an art. You know, I what I told my cousin was that I don't consider myself an artist. I consider myself a craftsman. But... Now, I do consider myself an artist because, like I said, I've thought about it. And, you know, m- musicians are considered artists, people who paint, people who sculpt. And, I mean, this is me thinking out loud, but are fashion designers artists?
0: I would say yes. But interesting enough, I'm also interviewing a fashion designer tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And when I initially asked her, she said no. Right. Right. Because I get and I get that a lot with people with like graphic design or interior mm-hmm. design. They think that design is like a subcategory or like like a separate genre almost or like a kind of like more craftsmanship and right. Like why is there this like delineation between like fine art and owning the term artist and like design? Right. But let's
1: know? say for carpentry, if you're making a cupboard, I'm sure someone wouldn't say that's art, but if you carve intricate patterns into it then are you an artist is the complexity that makes art art because i mean there's a lot of art out there that's very very minimalist Mm -hmm. and it's still considered art Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so that's kind of why like i said because it's such a a broad spectrum i would consider myself an artist because i am still creating something even if it's just food you know which this is also this was a, a another thought that i was having well does art have to come from a place of emotion? Hmm. Because I'd say most of the food that I make, or at least my successful food, usually comes from a positive space. And I would say that for music and for art, it usually can cover a wider spectrum of emotion. Hmm. And so that's why I'd say maybe that is more considered art and why cooking you know, there's art that you can see this person was sad or this person was happy or upset, but can you, like, if I make food, or at least the good food, it's going to come just from, like, a very single spot in the spectrum of my emotions, you know?
0: Interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I've never thought about it like that, but I like yeah. that. Because I think that, like, from your definition, it's about the creation and the arrangement. Uh-huh. Whereas maybe other people might define it as, like, the expression, expression. or the extension. Right. but I, And that's probably how I would define it, like, how I have before. But I really like that you're bringing this, like, well, does it have to be expressive to be an art? And I don't think it does. So right. I think that maybe, like, the expression can be taken out of it as well. Because
1: what about still-life painting? Is there any expression in that if it's, like, if it's just a very direct painting of... True a bowl of fruit you know like can you tell the artist's expression and how they're feeling when they painted it if it's very you know realistic
0: true although most still lifes are a memento mori and that usually shows decaying something and so it usually has this underlying theme of like we all die live life to the fullest what if it's
1: something that's pretty permanent like stone
0: true very true
1: (laughs) I mean, hmm. stone erodes, but... Right.
0: <laughs> well, okay, this is interesting. What if like
1: it's this. an idea? Like, if it's an abstract painting, and this is how... Like, if you asked an artist to paint time,
2: hmm.
1: what would they paint?
0: It's going to be so many different things exactly. based on who it is. Right.
1: It's something completely from your imagination. It doesn't even exist.
0: Right. No, because time does not exist.
1: <laughs> right. And so... It's also all up to the interpreter, mm. you know, and so I could create something. I guess there are a few people, the people who know me know when I don't try to make a dish. Like, if I'm making something that I'm being forced to make, they're like, you didn't really try to do it, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> but, like,
0: how do people feel that?
1: Right. I think they just have to be familiar with my work enough.
0: Maybe, but they, they still can feel and taste a difference of whether your like passion is in it
1: right but that's also that's also ties into the is it just passion or is it like i always say like i put love into my food you know like yeah so when i put my love into food that's usually when it comes out the best
2: right
1: but if there's no love which again is just a very that's just one emotion like i don't know can you taste the anger that i would put into food or the sadness like i don't know i've never really tried i guess (laughs) But our, our next project? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> our next collaboration? Maybe. That's a, good, that's a very good idea is making food on different...
0: Different states of mind and
1: having... Um, yes. But here's the other thing, too. I would say in regards to food being art, I feel like the food that's appreciated always tastes good or has pleasant textures. or mm-hmm. I guess there are multiple appeals to food, but like I said, if I were to make angry food and it were to taste bad would there be anyone that would buy that art i mean you can buy a painting that has anger in it but you still kind of appreciate it and you still enjoy it but but
0: it's all all subjective
1: right that's also true that's true that's true
0: like i could like something and someone else could completely not
1: yeah that's an interesting idea if i were to just make food when i was angry and sell it Right. And it didn't taste good because right. it, there's no love in it. But maybe <laughs> <someone anyone>? <laughs> right. it's like, I feel this. Right. <laughs> well, like, how do you portray that in food? Because I mean, I don't yeah, know. it's spicy anger. I don't know. I don't think so. Cause I don't like think so.
0: I, I like this, like, turn of thought though,
1: a lot. Yeah, that's kind of what I've, I've been thinking about this a lot. And, like, yeah. that's why I said if I if it's a yes or no question, then yes. But overall, there's so many contradicting thoughts on defining food as art.
0: So, how long ago was that interview?
1: Probably two weeks ago.
0: Okay, so in the past two weeks, you've made a mental conscious yes. shift that you are, in fact, an artist. Yes. Based on someone asking you, why are you or are <laughs> you not an artist?
1: It, it was honestly your, your email. Interesting. You mentioned... Just kind of more embracing the topic. I would say that initially, my surface thought of "Are you an artist?" is no, and it's it comes from a place of I would say fear okay. of judgment. Okay. Because especially in like the food world, we're like you know everything's cool and badass and tattoos and sharp knives and things like that. Um, you don't want to. Th- it's not cool to be pretentious, you know? Okay. Like, you can be pretentious, but yeah. if you're trying to be, then people are like, phony, you know? <laughs> so, but,
0: like, how do we pick up on those cues, like, when someone else is doing that, like, that we're like, oof, cringe, no, you can't do that.
1: I don't know. I think, oh, I can't remember. There was a chef, like, a famous one, that, that said, like, they hate when people call chefs artists. And, like I said, I think that, coming from someone that's revered, you know, if you're a young cook, then you're like, I don't want to, you know, right. like, I'm not an artist. I'm just, you know, cool. You know, right. I'm just, I just cook. Right. But yeah, it comes from a place of, a fear of judgment. You know, if, if you, and I think that comes in a lot of, not just in food. I think overall, if you label yourself an artist, I think there's an initial, stigma of like that person must be full of themselves Mm. you know or they're pretentious you know
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and so I mean I feel like I'm pretentious enough (laughs) (laughs) there's like a balance yeah I mean well I don't want to be any more pretentious okay and especially not deliberately I feel like unintentionally I might be pretentious or at least according to Dom so Um, you're basing (laughs)
0: what you should or shouldn't be owning on another
1: yes on other people and after reading your email and kind of just how you talk about accepting the term artist or just kind of making it more normalized i guess Mm -hmm. you know that's kind of when i i thought about it i was like you know what like i shouldn't have this fear of being judged or thought of as pretentious you Mm -hmm. know like i do put emotion And like I said, it's usually positive. I usually put that emotion into my food and I'm making something out of different components that's, I don't know, based on my appeal or whatever. But it's, like I said, it is still creating. And so, you know, if a sculptor can be called an artist, then I don't see why I can't be called an artist too.
0: Right. I wholeheartedly agree. (laughs) But I want people to like feel that. And I think that sometimes people come to that on their own yeah their own path at their own time but I think that sometimes we need somebody else to like give us permission almost yeah like hey like you can you can own the term artist it's like oh and like I'm dealing with like a weird fraud syndrome of like who am I to tell right. people that they're artists like it's just this whole loop of like how we're basing, like, our achievements on other people or, like, what we think is socially acceptable to, like, keep ourselves safe.
1: Right. Yeah, so I think you also mentioned people who create things in different mediums. Did you mention poets?
0: Yeah, I, like, want to interview a
2: poet. Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, I thought about that, too. Like, our poets, artists, Uh you know, because they are creating something with the words that they arrange. You know, they're trying to create, you know, an image in your mind or arouse certain feelings or, you know. Again, if poets are artists, then so am I.
0: I love that. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) So we kind of went over this, but what medium are you called to? Why do you feel called to create?
1: So I'm called to cooking. I honestly think that and another reason why I would consider myself an artist is I do think it's part of my soul.
2: Mm.
1: I think that cooking is such an integrated part of my life and my personality even, mm-hmm. that I can't imagine myself doing anything else.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, so I'm called to cooking because it's part of who I am, like I said. So I think, I, like I mentioned, when I was younger, it's just been a big part of my life. I think that a natural curiosity kind of led me to that kind of topic, I guess, it's just food in general. I, I would consider myself a very curious person and I'd like to know how things work mm. and why. And so as far as cooking, it's a very, you know, it's emotional, but it's also very logical. You know, there are proper steps to create specific products. And so finding out, you know, why techniques do this or why ingredients replicate that or, you know, creating this kind of balance in a dish comes from a very logical spot and it's almost mechanical i would say
0: like methodical yeah
1: you know it it makes sense and i like finding that out i like like discovering and experimenting and seeing why things work with what and how can i make this better how can i improve on this and i think just that innate curiosity always kind of pushes me to either create new things or just perfect the things that i am currently making Hmm. but i'd also say competition with my peers also drives me too
0: interesting specifically dom (laughs)
1: yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) really quick will you just introduce who dom is and like what that dynamic is yeah
1: so dom and i met in high school when I think we were fifteen or sixteen, we both had the pro start cooking class, and he aside from myself, he was the only other person that was like really interested in cooking. Everyone else there was just you know just taking the class, but we knew each other or when we like kind of went to class, we kind of discovered that like we were the only two like interested people in cooking, and so kind of from that, even before we were friends, it was kind of like a competition of like who can make better food. Right. I honestly can't even remember how we ended up becoming friends. I think we were just the most talented in the class and the most driven. And so like we would, you know, when there was like, quote unquote, caterings for certain events, he and I were always the ones that would like stay after school and cook. And I'm pretty sure that's kind of how we got to know each other a lot more. After a while, you know, we started hanging out outside of school and whatnot and just became friends. But then as the years went by, we both ended up going to culinary school both end up dropping out (laughs) but we've just kind of kept in touch you know that whole time just kind of like I said we're we're peers and we're competitive and so we're always kind of seeing you know where the other person's at and then eventually like I said we were friends outside of work and school but eventually we we worked in the same restaurants together he was a chef at pizzeria, and I worked under him, and then I ended up becoming the chef And when he had left, and then when he came back, he worked under me, and so we've just worked with each other, you know, on and off, and currently, he's the chef at Block, and I'm his sous-chef.
0: The roles, like, the, like, different dynamics, and how much they've, like, changed back and forth is so interesting to it watch. It is, it really is. <laughs> Because i worked with both of you in both dynamics. It was hard for Dom to make that shit (laughs) back. (laughs) That, like, you were, like, telling him what to do. And he was, like, still felt this, like, sense of, like, ownership.
1: Especially because he had definitely been at pizzeria a lot longer than me. And so he knew more, actually. (laughs) Yeah, we both admit that, like, working for each other at pizzeria was pretty awful. (laughs) (laughs) Our our dynamic at block is a lot better now. I think we've just both matured a lot more. We both just have a lot more respect for each other, and yeah, I think it's good. It's good now. It's
0: great.
1: Love you, dumb. <laughs> we love you, dumb. Bitch. Okay,
0: why are you holding yourself back from expressing yourself more freely? Whether that's like sharing what you're making or like. Publicly or virtually, or why are you holding yourself back from achieving goals?
1: I think overall, it like I had mentioned, it comes from that place of fear of mm-hmm. criticism, and I guess negative criticism especially. Yeah. Like I also had mentioned, I think if it comes from peers and from family, I'm a lot more receptive, but if it's from random, complete strangers, and if, you know, they obviously don't know me, and so they're not very diplomatic with their words and so it can just be a lot more aggressive and it can just be a lot more negative negative. and so not wanting to kind of deal with those negative comments is something that's pretty off or yeah it's a deterrent i guess i'd say if i didn't care at all then maybe i would share my stuff a lot more but i guess it also depends on what i consider worthy enough to share you know yeah. I mean, do I just cook for praise, I guess? Right. That's something that I don't know. <laughs> you know, do I just... Because like I said, if I just put anything out, you know, it might not be good. At that point, it gets no recognition. You know? Right. And so then at that point, it's like, why did I put it out anyway? Right. I don't know. I don't know, I guess. But
0: I, I wonder if other people would be like, wow, this is amazing. Like,
1: <laughs> Well, I actually do get that a lot for things that I make that I don't like and I'm just like this is awful. Like even with Dom sometimes like I'll make something and I'm like I don't like this. He's like it's good. I'm like what are you talking about? I'm just like I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's mainly just cuz in my mind I had envisioned something else and so even if it is good the outcome is different than I envisioned and so I just kind of have this distaste for it. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I sorry, I don't know if I actually answered your question though. <laughs>
0: I think so but I, I think that it's interesting because i get that a pretty similar response from most people honestly of like it's this sense of like putting yourself out there and like creating is an extremely vulnerable thing because people feel like they have the right to criticize and judge when they have zero experience right it feels like a direct reflection of you yeah And so you're like when they say they didn't like your dish, sometimes it's hard to like differentiate. Like I
1: don't like you. (laughs) We wouldn't be
2: friends.
0: (laughs) And you're like, well, I didn't think so either. So, (laughs) but I I think it's just really hard to like separate the two because it does feel like when you're creating, it is an extension of yourself, of your soul, of like where you're at at that current time, and. So it's hard not to feel
1: that way. Well, here's here's a uh, philosophy that I've kind of adapted to myself. So just overall in, in my career, in service industries in general, there's a lot of shitty customers. Yes. And overall, I don't like shitty people. <laughs> <laughs> we are in agreement. <laughs> Especially when people freak out over food. I'm, I'm kind of just like mind blown. I'm just like... It's food. I don't understand why you're so upset over this. <laughs> One, I'm g- we're going to fix it. Two, it's fucking food. <laughs> like, it's just, right. it's a meal. Don't get so upset over a right. meal. But because of that, I've kind of, like I said, the uh, philosophy that I've adopted is just, if I am expressing the thing, or if I make food that I care about, that I appreciate, if I create an environment that I put, a part of myself into then i want people that i can appreciate and like being on the other end of that you know i don't want to cook for shitty people right. i don't want to cook for people who are just mean and you know just super unpleasant yeah. and so when those people eat at a restaurant that i'm working at or when they eat the food that i make and they're just rude and don't like it i'm just like well i don't like you either <laughs> you ahead. know like I don't want to cook for you. Like, (laughs) I hope you don't come back because I don't want you... Yeah. Like, I don't want to give you enjoyment if you're going to be a shitty person anyway. Right.
2: You know?
0: So there's, like, a level of... Reciprocation. Yeah, and respect. That is, like, expected from someone that is experiencing what you create. Yes. I like that. So what you're saying is there needs to be a level of respect from the person that's receiving, like, your creation.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I imagine if... I were in in an art gallery, and I were buying a piece, but I hated the piece, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if the artist would want to sell it to me, you know, if they're like, why why am I going to give you this piece that I worked so hard on, for you to just hate on it, and even just like throw it away, you know, I I don't know, I can't speak for everyone, but I would just imagine it's the same, you know.
0: Interesting. All right, so, heading into part two, the creative collaborative consultation.
1: Can I fold that though? Yes, you can fold
0: that (laughs) though. So heading into part two of the creative collaborative consultation, and I definitely think I'm going to keep that. Can I fold the dough? It's just too good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about your project plan that I like, kind of asked you to think about that you uh-huh. would like to incorporate within the Sundance Art Gallery exhibition.
1: Right, so we had talked about, hopefully... Figuring out how to set food in resin.
0: Yes. And I am obsessed with this idea.
1: So, I had asked you, because I was kind of confused on what you were looking for as far as a piece. I feel like just taking a photo wouldn't wouldn't really capture you yeah. know, much of... I mean, like, you just see how it looks. It but, does, but it huh. falls flat. Yeah. Um, but overall, I, I wanted... My peace to come from a place of sincerity for for me, I think that when I try too hard, it just doesn't tie together like it like I it, like it should, you know, or at least how I imagine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and I'm left unsatisfied with it. And so for me in my current spot in life, mm-hmm. the food that I appreciate the most is more rustic and simple and you know not avant-garde plating and Mm -hmm. tweezers and whatnot Mm -hmm. and so the food that I want to create for this piece comes from like I said a place in my heart which those things there's like a you know there's a a short list of those things but one of them being my sourdough bread and when I was just thinking of the things that I like to make that I would say have the most of my soul in them you know, it was bread, it was sausage, you know, mainly those things. Yeah. But I was actually wrong. My sourdough starter becomes a year old in two days.
0: So. Happy birthday to your sourdough yeah. starter.
1: Thank you. It's kind of a big deal. It is a big deal. Does it have a name? Yeah, actually, yes. What is it? <laughs> it's uh, Mrs. Fiona Charming. <laughs> That's
0: so perfect.
1: Yeah. But overall, yes. I, like whenever anyone asks me like, "What are your favorite foods?" Because you know I'm a cook. I always say tacos and sandwiches because one, like, there's a million different variations. You know, like, side note is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh, that is a good <laughs> because question. if an open-faced sandwich, which is just something on one slice of bread, is a sandwich, then why can't a hot dog be? Is avocado I... toast a sandwich?
0: Oh, I don't know. <laughs>
1: A sandwich does not just imply it's in between two pieces of something.
0: That's true. But I feel like typically aren't open face sandwiches like they still have the other side of the bread on the plate like
1: so is it the action that makes it a sandwich of putting something in between two slices of something?
0: I I don't know. I but then like what's the difference yeah like avocado toast is a, a quesadilla sandwich.
1: a sandwich exactly if it's in between two slices of tortilla is it a sandwich <laughs> or a quesadilla
0: so are we clarifying that like some sort of flour base <laughs> and then dairy in the middle i guess not necessarily dairy veggies or i don't i my mind is blown right now i don't
1: know <laughs> <laughs> okay traditional sandwich either way (laughs) I just thought make a traditional sandwich with my sourdough bread and I was like well what am I going to put in the sandwich and right now I only have the main two components Um, but the other the main sustenance will be andouille sausage Uh, that's just something that has gained a lot of recognition in my career people seem to be to like it a lot and it's also another thing that I've put in a lot of my time and effort and soul into making exactly how I like it. I love that. Yeah.
0: When you first called me to be like, "Does this count? Like is this what you're looking for? Like I feel like you're looking for like this like artistically plated <laughs> something." And I was like, "No, I love that because it shows like who you are like at its at the core." Yeah. And like it's fantastic i'm very excited about
1: this but yeah so like I, I have those two main things and i guess the project is going to be kind of solidifying the sandwich as the first part you know figuring out what i want in the sandwich that's going to pair nicely with sourdough bread and dewy. but then also capturing the sandwich and right. so we talked about potentially putting it in resin and if we can put it in resin then i would like to layer it to be like resin, bread, resin, andouille sausage, Mm -hmm. resin, etc. So that it's kind of taken apart and once it's set then I would like to cut a cross section of it Mm -hmm. as a slab and then frame the slab and then call it the anatomy of a sandwich.
2: Yes! I
0: love it so much. (laughs) Oh, oh, Seriously, I love it so much. The anatomy and the art of sandwich making.
1: Yeah. I love it. I think it'd be cool. But I think, alternatively, if we can't figure out how to cast the resin with perishable stuff, Mm -hmm. then maybe we will try the emotional cooking.
0: Okay. I also like that a lot. It'll be interesting to figure out how to capture as well, though. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like... Am I going to have to watch, like, super depressing Holocaust movies before (laughs) I make a sad sandwich? (laughs) A sad sandwich? Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be... I feel like that in itself is going to be a pretty interesting... Would also be a pretty interesting experiment. Just kind of creating these environments to arouse these feelings and then try and translate that into food. That's so interesting.
0: I think... So, one of my biggest, like... Like issues or, yeah, things that I'm having to address in this project is asking non-traditional artists to show their art in a traditional way. Right. And I kind of had to like grapple and like battle with like being like, is that fair to ask? Like, can you translate? Like, is it going to translate the same? And. No, it's not going to translate the same as you eating the sandwich. Right. <laughs> but we're, we are talking about like the process of the sandwich and the anatomy and the art of the sandwich and showing that in that kind of context. And so I think that like either way, it's more about like what you're trying to say about the sandwich, even though I still really want it. Try that sandwich. I mean,
1: you're going to try oh, it. Like, <laughs> oh, <thank God. laughs> Like, I have to make everything for it. I'm not just going to make one thing, like, one andouille sausage. That, like, Okay, okay, yeah. It's okay. backward. I <laughs> just need to, like, make sure. I didn't, like, didn't want to ask, you know? I didn't want to, like, assume. I mean, like, yeah, for sure. You definitely are. <laughs> okay.
0: okay, perfect. So, we've kind of got, like, the concept figured out. Let's start talking about, like, time frame Like, understanding that neither of us have worked with resin before, and we're going to have to figure out, um, like, typically resin doesn't like like, water or oil, any sort of moisture, so it still can decay while inside the resin. So we're going to have to kind of figure out how to do that.
1: Maybe we'll just have to make it a very temporary thing. Yeah. I don't know. Food is also just very temporary. That's true. I mean, the experience itself is, you know, that's no more than, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure someone's dined out for more than two hours, but right. <laughs> overall eating something usually just lasts a couple minutes. Yeah. So maybe we cast it and whatnot and have it on display as long as we can and then but just also have a photo of it. Yeah. I don't
0: know. Okay. I like that. Um so time frame wise, um what do you feel like is doable?
1: I can have so the is fine. I can make that probably by mid next week for sure okay that's the most intensive thing that I have to do about it or make with it okay and so I'd say like the fully made sandwich could be done by the end of that week
0: okay
1: so just as long as I have the andouille you know I can make huge loaves of bread and just trial and error the sandwich until I'm content with it okay but yeah I'd say maybe two weeks from today okay two
0: weeks from today I'm gonna add it in my calendar and I'm gonna check in
1: so that's when the sandwich will be ready.
0: Okay. For sure. Okay. So I'll check in in a week. How about that? Yes. I'll shoot you a text and say, like, how's it going? How are we, like, doing on our time frame? Is that still realistic? And then we can meet to start trying the process of setting it in resin.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> and with that, we're going to have to make, like, the plexiglass containers. Uh-huh. And then order some sort of, like, preservative, and then the resin itself, and then we'll see how it goes. So, is it half a sandwich? That's fine. Also a sandwich, or not? I'm still, like, really stuck on, like, what is a sandwich now? Because, like, if, anyways, I'm, my mind is blown.
1: What about double-decker sandwiches? Yeah. Is that, like, sandwich okay. <laughs> I don't know. Sandwich in a sandwich? I don't know. <laughs> Our Hot Pocket sandwiches. <laughs> is a burrito
0: a sandwich? I don't know. Is
1: I a mean, taco a sandwich? Well, I mean, I've asked that one too. Because like, questions. if you get a slice of bread and put ham and cheese and just fold it in half, is it a sandwich? Or is it a taco now? Whoa. <laughs> and it, but then if you just cut that in half and then fold it... Then
0: it's a sandwich. Then
1: it's a sandwich. Because it's technically two halves. Like, there's nothing connecting the top and bottom layer. I don't know.
0: I don't know, but I also want you to, like, type out those questions. (laughs) And then I want to frame that.
1: These questions are burned in my brain. I will have them for you. Just typed out that in a frame.
0: Anatomy of a sandwich.
1: I have argued about pizza, too. (laughs) Absolutely.
2: (laughs) So, like, what is a sandwich?
0: (laughs) Oh, amazing. Okay. Well... I think we've got, like, the main components kind of fleshed out. Mm-hmm. What do you think?
1: I think it sounds good.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much, Roth, for being willing. I like like When I started this process, I was like, roth has got to be a part of this. <laughs> I was like, Roth has to be a part of this. So thank you for being willing. Yeah, of course. All right, so this is a voice message that I received from Roth mid-process that I felt like was pretty important, and I wanted to add it, after the fact and here it is
2: hello yes I know you're you're busy sorry but I was listening to your podcast with with Christian and I really liked what he mentioned about the sandwich and I think that like if the resin doesn't work we could also do uh, I guess the art could be performative art so I mean, every night of the exhibit, I could provide a sandwich and have someone eat the sandwich, like he was mentioning, and, like, that's fucking art. I mean, we can watch how people interpret my sandwich, if they like it or not, but it'd be, like, one person, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, kind of since we've been approaching the goal, or, I mean, the deadline, I've kind of, like, the wheel's been turning, and I'm trying to get it all figured out, and, you know... I guess inspiration comes whenever. So, yeah, leaving you a voicemail. If you want to also use this, then that's fine, too, in, in the whole creative process. But anyway, bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. I thought that was a really great example of how things can shift and change throughout the process and how they grow organically, and I'm excited to see how Roth's project turns out. thanks for listening to the proclaiming artist podcast let me know if anything resonated with you or inspired you you can check us out on instagram at proclaiming artist like and subscribe the podcast and leave us a review if you'd like oh and just a quick reminder you are an artist